Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Today we welcome a special guest, Father Caesar. So we can we can see the passion, the divine patience. The Lord allows both weeds and wheat to grow together. Both saints and sinners to respond to salvation in the kingdom, the Lord in this kingdom, in his kingdom. The Lord is good and forgiving, lenient to all, design repentance for, for sinners. So when some long time ago someone asked a priest why was so easy to attack the Catholic Church. This is the answer, right? Because within, within the world, but within the church, there exists both the wheat and the wheat. <clears throat> the parable of the weeds can be called the doctrine of a scandal. The doctrine of a scandal. It is a doctrine that enables us to convert into good the evil. To convert into good the evil. That surrounds us or the evil that we find in ourselves. This parable is, feel, is to fill our souls with apostolic and charitable seal. For the souls that walk in the wide path of sin. <clears throat> Remember that on certain occasions the apostles asked our blessed Lord why he spoke to them in parables. And our Lord answered that he did so because of the spiritual conditions of, the, of his listeners. The audiences that listened to the parables were often audiences of bad faith. That is to say, composed at least in part of people who were willing to misinterpret the words of the Lord. For these audiences, it seemed best to tell them things a little mysteriously. See, it's obvious because they will not understand. Because in this way, those who were in bad faith could not profane them. And those in good faith could ask questions as it happens and receive more light, therefore. <clears throat> Generally, the Lord limited himself to proposing the parables without interpreting them. But there was some occasion in which asking separately for his disciples about the sense of some parables, he himself explained to them. The number of parables interpre interpreted by our blessed Lord is very short. And in that short number, we find the parable of the wheat and the wheats. <coughs> so as we have heard, our Lord himself gives the interpretation. 
The Lord uses a well-known image among those who listen to him. He was a sower. He scattered the good seed in the field of this world. But while men sleep, the enemy sows the weeds. While the men sleep, the enemy sows the weeds. That is to say, while men live carelessly, the enemy watches and takes advantage of every occasion to sow the weeds in the Lord's field. That is to say, the soul, to sow evil in the midst of the good, the devil does that in the midst of the good. So that there may be alongside the good others who follow the evil spirit of him, the devil. The weeds cannot be uprooted. Cannot. The, the weeds cannot be unrooted. They will remain, remain until the end of time. Why? Because the weed will be in danger. Often evils must be endured, therefore. Because in removing them, one will have to harm the good ones. And because it is in the Lord's providence that the good ones have to bear the evil done to them by those who follow the path of evil. And so the Lord said that both the weed and the weed, the good souls and the sinful souls should live together here in the world. And even within the church, until the end of times comes. And already at the end, the Lord will separate right, the good and the bad. The good so that they may shine like the sun in heaven, and the bad so that they may be cast into eternal fire as the weeds are cast here in the world into the material fire, as we have seen. But the idea of the weed draws attention. The reason is because we observe that a misfortune happens in the Lord's field because he has so mercifully sown the good seed, the seed of virtue, and weed have grown up. The field of this world should be full of healthy and abundant wheat, that is to say, of good souls. But what a great misfortune it is that in the midst of that good harvest, the enemy sows, the evil one sows. The enemy does not rest, and he will try to do his work in the world. And he is doing his work in the world. We understand this word when we say that in the world there are scandalous people who live far from the law of God. But also in this world when there are people who want to live as Christians. The enemy also enters and sows and weeds. And for this reason, even in the midst of the groups that seem to be good, there is usually someone who does the work of the weeds. 
who saws evil, who divides the souls, who leads them away from virtue. This is a misfortune of the present life. And in these difficult circumstances, we have to live. Now, if we live in such difficult circumstances, we are in danger of becoming weeds ourselves. How often does an evil spirit take possession of good people? How often, for example, does envy enter into good people? How often does a kind of ambition or pride enter among good people? How often among good people there are tempted souls who allow themselves to be carried away by temptations because they don't discern who are in bad spirit. Souls who, for example, solve discord, souls who extinguish the, favor, the fervor of others, souls who judge without mercy, without charity. And it might happen that sometimes we ourselves, while remaining, while maintaining the general purpose to be good and to serve God, we could become weeds, allowing, the, allowing ourselves to be deceived by the enemy. There are many souls who by their words or their example have sown evil, extinguishing with a scandal the fervor of the general souls. We have to turn our eyes to ourselves and ask, have I done the office of the weed among the people who serve God? I have at some point. Now, if we are to live in the midst of the weeds, we admit that these weeds can do us harm. But they can also be a great source of our good. St. Augustine used to say that God allows the bad to be in the world so that the good may be exercised. The wicked exercise the good in the virtues, at times, for example, in the virtue of patience, at other times in the virtue of humility, always in the virtue of charity. Our virtues will be all the stronger. That is to say, the better we overcome the temptations we feel, we will be able to advance all the more on the path of sanctity. And since the weeds are a temptation, what do we have to do in the midst of temptation? Temptation in itself is not a sin. He who knows how to draw good from evil, to take advantage of these weeds, to better exercise the virtues, will convert the weeds into his own good. This must be our spirit. Instead of having that bad spirit that sometimes takes possession of our souls, that draws evil from everything, even from what is good, let us show that good spirit that draws good from everything, even from what is bad and draws good from evil. Let us try to take advantage of the opportunity given by those who do not do well, but evil deeds, in order to overcome ourselves, to humble ourselves, to suffer for God, to show ourselves charitable and generous, to imitate Jesus Christ our Lord, who for us wanted to suffer even to death on the cross. He who does not know how to 
take advantage of the weak will always fall into a thousand of faults. In the other hand, he who knows how to take advantage of the weeds that surround him will always be advancing in holiness. I was drawing nearer to God or Lord. The weeds which in themselves are an evil can be for us a treasure. Was not the hatred of the persecutors a treasure for the martyrs? That hatred in itself was evil, yes. But they knew how to take advantage of that hatred to bear witness to Christ and to draw from that evil a great good. And we can do the same. Let us ask for the grace to be an example for all believers in speech and conduct, in love, faith, and purity. And we ask this grace through the intercession of our blessed Mother.